Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. And welcome in the big good night, Jay Binkley. Colin producing the operation tonight. Good evening to you, Colin. I was hoping you would uh, you would have been last night on the game because that would uh, mean you're a certain good luck charm with the way the Angels were coming back. That was the most exciting game of the year last night, Colin. Yeah, I didn't uh, get to see it, unfortunately. I went to bed pretty early. But, yeah, yeah, I saw the final score, watched some highlights. It looked pretty fun. Hopefully tonight matches that intensity. The Royals have been five out of six. I mean, I know they're not playing the 27 Yankees. I know that. I mean, you've won five of six. Yes, Oakland. It's one of the worst baseball teams I've ever seen. And then the Angels that are just... Like, they can't even win when they have four MVPs on their team. Trout with three of them. Otani with last year's. Otani's got eight ribs. Two homers. Still can't beat the Royals. That was a beautiful thing last night. It's just good to have one. It's just good to win one. So how are you tonight, Colin? I'm good, man. I don't think people know you as well. You've been here for quite a while now, and you've done a lot of this. Yeah, a few weeks. You're a K-State guy. Get to know Colin with one L. One L, yeah. Means you're a winner, right? You're not two L's. Yeah, just one L. But, yeah, graduating uh, December from K-State and uh, coach at one of the other local high schools here. I coach high school football and – was it a camp all day? I'm a little sunburnt, but uh, a little tired. You know, I'm here for it, man. I'm ready to go. That's what I like about you, Colin. As they said, uh, high school football, you coach high school football stuff. That's that's my true love, you know, it's high school football. Cut my teeth in that. Been doing it for, I did it for a good 20-something years, broadcasting high school football games. I'd still say if you're doing a bucket list of things to do, find your local high school team and go out to games on a Friday night. I'm not kidding. Good or bad, you can go out and enjoy yourself, Colin. It's where hot dogs are still a dollar. Pops about a dollar fifty, and it costs you probably about five bucks to get in. It's still one of the things in America for twenty bucks you could take you and your kid to a game. Would you not agree? Oh, I would. I would. I think high school football is great, man. I have a lot of good memories from it. I enjoy it, man. There's really nothing else I'd rather be doing except for being here. So being I mean the pageantry, the game, yeah. The excitement. Now, I, used to, I went to Pittsburgh State, and I remember, you know, you go down in Pittsburgh, you play in these, you know, smaller towns, and you get the whole town, right? And that's always a lot of fun. When you're driving through the main street, and the barbershop has at the game, at the game, at the game, you're at the game. I mean, around here, you get a few of that, and, you know, some of the some of the outlying places. But, man, it has really taken off in Kansas City. I was looking at it a couple of years ago and thinking like 500,000 people a year went to high school football games when you, when you included the whole Kansas City metro. I remember Missouri used to do all the state title games down in St. Louis at the Edward Jones Dome. They moved a lot of them, you know, of course, to Columbia. But that was fun because then all fans could watch it. Like, if your team was in it, Kansas spreads them all around. From Pittsburgh to Emporia, I don't like that. I like, you know, keep it in one place where all the fans of different schools, just because your kid's not playing for some school, you're there to watch, you know, a team that you saw during the regular season. I like that idea. I like being able to watch more than one game if you're going to travel. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how far you're traveling, I think. You know, at the end of the day, when you're putting the work in four days a week and then you got games on Friday nights and then you got other games on Mondays, it's a lot of traveling. So, I mean, I understand that. I think uh, at the end of the day, though, it's nice to at least get a little bit of a break uh, from the game, just a little bit. Just when you're when you're doing it constantly, 24-7, it's nice to get a little time off, I think. I mean, it's one of the sports that – and I know we're going to camps. You, you got uh, – this is camp season – uh, for football, you've been into the camp with your high school team. I think Washburn, you said you were at their, their football camp today. And you'll see a lot of that 
you know, the kids going to camp, it's so much different than it used to be because now the intensity is, is so much more with the camps and everything else. We did those stuff, but the, now it's like all about the camps getting noticed for the next level and finding your nil deal when you get to college. You know what I'm saying? Are oh, you yeah. waiting for oh, that yeah. to hit high school? Because it's I, not I in Kansas it yet. Some really it's in five it states. Five states has the deal where high school kids can get the nil. I don't like it. Not Not at the high school level. I'm not a fan of it there. Not super sold on the college level yet either, but I think definitely not at the high school. Let me ask you this. You ever heard the kids talking about it? Like jokingly, t- talking jokingly, about that, yeah. Talking about that check that could be coming in their direction? Jokingly, yeah. Not, uh, not <laughs> I don't think they're joking, Colin. But, you know, I don't think they're joking, man. In passing. <laughs> I don't think those guys are joking. I, I truly think that high school football is one of the most underrated things in Kansas City in sports because I've never heard anybody complain after going to a game. You know, when I lose, I don't hear people complain. No one definitely complains about the money or the free parking or the prices at the concession stand, and you have a good time. Like I said, man, it's a bucket list item. Find that team, go to every single game, home road, whatever it is, or pick a team, whatever. Most people went to high school in this town anyway, find a school. But if you moved in here, go to your uh, local school that's near you, and trust me, you go to a full season, you'll be hooked. It's still one of the most entertaining things to do is high school football in this town. If you do go, pay attention to those big boys up front because I'm coaching offensive line, defensive line, man. Underrated, very underrated. First ones get blamed, last ones get credit, man. Keep an eye on them. You know Keep what, though? The big boys. This is what I like about you. You're about the linemen, the offensive, defensive linemen. The most underrated, not only that, the smartest group on the field is the offensive, defensive line. Well, usually the offensive line more the defensive line. But offensive linemen at the Wonderlick scores them back when they used to do those at the combine, but they don't now because it's not fair, right? So they don't – they didn't do the wonder look this year, but it's always the smartest guys. Go tell someone to line up at center against a head-up Jordan Davis and see how they fare and see if they want to stick on the offensive line. It's pretty It's pretty hard. Well, I It's mean, not easy, man. The thing, about line, the thing about lines that's so underrated, look at the Chiefs last year from the Super Bowl, having that torn-up offensive line. I mean, it really cost the last two teams, the last two losers in the Super Bowl, offensive line cost them a ring. Like the Chiefs not having an offensive line, Tampa's defensive line, you know, dominating the Chiefs where they said, okay, we need to rebuild this offensive line. Last year, it cost the Bengals. That was a good football team. That, 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 was, that game was in their hands against the Rams, but they couldn't stop Aaron Donald. That was the worst offensive line I've seen in the Super Bowl the last probably 30 years, as bad as it was. Joe Burrow was sacked more than the other quarterback, so they redid. You know, the Lyle Collins, bring him in, Kappa. They've been, they fixed their offensive lineup. You don't have them, you can't run your offense. I don't care how good your quarterback is. If he doesn't have time to throw it, it doesn't matter, Colin. It doesn't matter if he can air that bad boy out 65 yards. He's not going to have time to do that. It's exactly what happened to Pat. How many, how many yards did they say he ran for in that Super Bowl? I was like 300, Tampa? something it was like that. insane, but yeah. Got to have time in the pocket. You got to have a good offensive line. Like, and they did that, and they realized... The importance. That's why Orlando Brown's banking on the fact that, hey, who else are you going to get at left tackle? And you know it takes a while to gel offensive lines. I mean, this is one thing I'm really excited about with the Chiefs going into camps, the offensive line. It's a really untalked about thing. But there is a language. There's a language to these guys getting used to each other. And it took, I would say, about six, seven games before that Chiefs offensive line started to gel. Now, they were all excited about being here. They all showed up to OTAs last year in minicamp. But she had... Orlando Brown coming in from a run-dominated offense. Matter of fact, two years ago, the Ravens had more rushing yards than anybody in football history in the NFL. Different offense at Kansas City. Tooney made a great adjustment to the offensive line. Then you got Creed Humphrey, which was one of the steals of the draft. I would say the steal, but Trey Smith was the steal, and then you got Kennard. You got two guys with chips on their shoulder on that right side. The right side of the Chiefs offensive line this year is the chip on the shoulder side. Angry dudes. And not only that, but you notice the difference from this offensive line. Yeah, I think it's been finesse in the past, but this was more than that because it's been technique. So Chiefs have had some real technique sound offensive line. This year or last year, they had technique with nastiness. They would put you on the ground. You know, they'd pancake you. And they enjoyed doing it. And it was physical domination over the opponent. And the Chiefs' offense wasn't finesse anymore. For years, it was called finesse. This year, you notice a change. We noticed a change last year on defense. When Melvin Ingram got here, guys like to hit a little bit more, and it became more of a nasty defense. But the Chiefs, you, you know what I'm talking about, Colin. You're an offensive line coach. 
People look at this offense, they saw the, you know, the skill positions, the points, and they think finesse. But this offensive line has a chance to be a nasty, nasty group. Then you couple wide receivers that can block in our physical, physical players like Juju Smith-Schuster and MVS. MVS, a very underrated blocker. You add those guys into the equation, and all of a sudden you have a nastier offense. You got to be aggressive, and that's the biggest thing. Is if you're if you're coming downhill and you're hitting guys, that's the biggest thing. Is you have to be willing to go lay a hit on somebody. It's just different. I, I think if you're a defensive lineman, you're playing the Chiefs, you realize, okay, if I'm not paying attention, they're going to earhole me. Like Trey Smith's going to come and knock you on the ground. Creed Humphrey, with pleasure, is going to knock you on the ground. I think that changes the whole mentality. Then you throw Patrick Mahomes behind that line, and things are different. Haven't you ever wondered, like, if you put a great offensive line in front of Mahomes, what he could do? I'm still waiting for him to have not one, but two receivers. And I've always said this. It's like everybody says, well, quarterbacks elevate the talent of their wide receivers, which is true. And we saw we saw Mahomes get Albert Wilson a huge contract after that his first start in Denver. Now Albert Wilson's on the back of a milk carton after this. Yeah, you have to do that, but you have to raise the talent around you. Look at great quarterbacks in this game. Joe Montana had a guy named Jerry Rice. Not bad. Not bad player. Peyton Manning raised the level of Brandon Stokely's and the Jacob Tammy's of the world. Oh, but by the way, he had Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. Dan Marino, Duper, and Clayton. I mean, that's the one thing that's missing. It could have been Tyreek Hill and somebody else, but obviously that's not going to happen. Tyreek uh, won the football a lot more than I think he was given, where you all of a sudden start looking at stats rather than wins, and that becomes more important, which is not what you want in any level of sports at any place. But this offensive line, it's something you don't have to worry about. The Orlando Brown contract sits out there. Now, that, that that's a sore thumb right there. What are they going to do with that? I don't think they make that deal if they didn't plan on this in the future. Chiefs are always planning ahead. They knew the Orlando Brown deal. I will say the one solace in the deal is you did get Creed Humphrey because the Ravens did send back pick 58, which Chiefs parlayed that into the guy that's going to wear the green dot on defense. That's still pretty important uh, stuff right there. But you don't have to worry about it. Hopefully, Tom Holmes in his 30s. You build that offensive line, and good things happen. Coming up next, though, the Royals playing exciting baseball, and I know they're playing Oakland, and I know they're playing the Angels, but last night's game was the most fun game of the season. That's next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back to Big at Night, Jay Binkley. Colin Settle producing the operation. Got some old Miss Arkansas baseball on. I think those were the two leaders in the Jello Shot competition up there at what, Rocco's Bar in Omaha. Going toe for toe. I feel like college baseball is right. Speaking of passion, like we were talking about with high school football, college baseball, man, brings the passion. Matter of fact, Colin, during the pandemic, college sports, what I missed the most 
Like, I didn't, I mean, not having fans sucks. I don't care what sport it is. But, like, NASCAR, golf, all that. But when you watched college football, the fans, that's when it just, that, that just didn't feel right, man. Like, that was something that just didn't feel right. It didn't feel right at all. Baseball, when it got into the postseason, it's like you missed the faces of the people, you know, grimacing or whatever when they're, you know. I missed it, man. I'm glad to have it back. But this is like raw passion to get College World Series. It's just something about the roar of the crowd. Oh. It just gets you fired up. It's it's just like watching a practice. No, I'm with point. you. I'm with you. Last night's Royals game uh, was insanely fun. Uh, the back and forth is incredibly frustrating as well. If they would have found a way to lose that, you'd been like, what the hell? Because you've seen it before. You've seen the Royals blow those leads. And last night looked like it could be one of those games. But they kept fighting through it. You know, they have 6-1 to one in the game. Then all of a sudden, here come the Angels back. Uh, let's see, it was 6-1 to one for a while. Then they made it 6-4, to four, then 6-5. to five, And then the Royals uh, would go up 7-5. to five. Then it was 7-7. Seven to seven. Then the Royals uh, went up 10-7. to seven. The Angels came back. Then it goes to the extra innings. But that was fun. Bobby Wood Jr., the future of this franchise, a couple of home runs. You had Shoei Otani on the other side. Eight ribs. I mean, what he's doing is unbelievable because he's pitching the night. He hits two home runs yesterday pitching night. I mean, we're seeing insane things. And, yes, the Royals-Angels game doesn't matter at all in the grand scheme of things in Major League Baseball. But if you like to be entertained, which I think we all do, that was a fun game. Josh Vernier, our Royals insider after the game, is a much-listened-to radio uh, for me after each and every Royals game right here on 610 Sports Radio. Vernon was fired up after last night's game. Man, I am wide awake after that one. Hey, I'm ready with you, Kansas City. If you're out there, what a what an unbelievable baseball game. 12-11, Royals win in 11 innings. Can you imagine how much fun it is right now inside that clubhouse? Do you know how... Now, again... If I'm in that clubhouse, I'm a young man. I have all the money in the world. We are partying tonight. I might be dragging in the finale tomorrow because we are in Southern California and we just stared down Shohei Otani and Mike Trout and wow, what a classic baseball game. Nice to see the Royals come out on top. Nice to see the Royals who... Hey, they've won five of six, eight of the last 12. They have a winning road trip for the first time this season. Back-to-back series wins for the first time this season. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. The text line is there as well, 913-586-7610. Listen, I'll be 100% honest with you. You know push comes to shove, I'm rooting for the Royals. But win, lose, or draw, this three-game series, I'm having a good time. We we, we don't get many opportunities to watch the modern-day Babe Ruth. We don't get many opportunities to watch the modern-day Joe DiMaggio. We don't get many opportunities to watch Otani and Trout. So knowing that I was going to watch those two, Monday night, Tuesday night, and then on Wednesday we get to see Shohei on the mound, I was already through the roof excited for this series. And now Bobby, Bobby's going to come up and do that? Bobby Witt Jr. is going to say, Shohei, listen. No one can even look you in the eye. You know, where do you begin with Shohei Otani? I know it's the Royals uh, postgame show, and the Royals just won an 11-inning affair, but but my goodness. That was fun to watch, man. In the future, Bobby Witt did not disappoint either. Bobby Witt Jr. goes 392 feet to right center field in the first 396 feet to right center field in the ninth inning. 913-586-7610. We got to start with Bobby Witt Jr. 
the first multi-home run game of his career. He's the second youngest Royals player in history to have a multi-home run game, the youngest uh, being Eric Hosmer. Bobby Witt Jr. back on track to become the fifth player in Royals franchise history with a 2020 season, 20 home runs and 20 stolen bases. Bobby now with 10 big flies on the year. Second on the team, second only to Salvador Perez, who has 11. In the 30-30 club, even thinner than that with the Royals. 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases. Carlos Beltran did it three times. Amos Sotis did it. Whit Merrifield came real close to it that one year when he hit uh, for 20-30. Not 30-30, excuse me, 20-30. When he had 19 home runs. Last game of the year against the Tigers, hit the wall, or he would have been in that elusive 20-30 club. But I think Bobby Wood Jr. pretty much going to be dancing in that club each and every year. But I'm with Vern, man. I had fun watching that game because it's the future. You know what this team is right now. And it's all about developing for the future. I know that's something you didn't want to hear at this point. You expected more results like we all did at this point in the season. But seeing the development of Bobby Wood Jr. turn around. You know, the first couple weeks of the season um, is one thing. What are you doing after that? It's another making an adjustment back to major league pitching like he's doing. MJ Melendez, what we're seeing from him. It's only going to be a short time until we see Vinny Pascatino uh, come up here in the future. The Royals does look bright. I wish the rest of the season is about the Vinny Pascatinos and stuff like that with the Kansas City Royals. But that right there had you in the edge of your couch. That had you going to the fridge for another brew. That stuff was fun. That was a fun game. I mean, I was wired after that game. Speaking of the Royals, a few other news and notes. Lynn Worthy of the Kansas City Star says Zach Greinke will start on Friday Brad Keller and Brady Singer will follow him in the rotation. Mike Matheny did not reveal starting pitching plans beyond that point. Also, Linworthy tweeting out, Salvador Perez not in the lineup today. Had his MRI this morning in California, but Mike Matheny said the local doctor sorting uh, what's next. The status uncertain for the time being. The Royals, of course, with two catchers on the roster with Melendez and Gallagher. But Sal Perez, one of the toughest dudes you see. If he can play, he will try to play 100%. Coming up next, though, the great tight end argument seems to be the thing that's going on, Colin, and uh, the wrong guy's at the top next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Bank at Night, Jay Binkley. Producer Colin Settle. Vern comes your direction with the Vern's on Deck show as the Royals go for a sweep against the Angels tonight. One of the most disappointing teams in professional sports, the Angels. Colin, what'd you think of football camp today being, what, 85 degrees? A nice, cool 85 degrees? This is perfect compared to the crap we've been having. It's a lot better than yesterday. I still got a little burnt up on the arms, back of the neck a little bit, but I mean... It was a lot better than it was uh, yesterday in that. What's well, tomorrow? Is it going to back go back up? Back or is to the it weight room. Back to the weight room. Back to the weight. Back to the grind. Yes, sir. Back to the grind. By the way, we were talking about Bobby Witt Jr. 
Buster only had put this uh, out on tweets. This is what he's on pace to finish his rookie year with his numbers. 92 runs, 73 extra base hits, 39 doubles, 10 triples, 24 homers, 87 ribs. Yes, that is something you would take any day of the week. Well, Colin, one thing we've heard a lot is the uh, the great tight end argument. Uh, Dot was playing what uh, Mad Dog Russo was saying about best tight ends in history. CBS Sports put out their uh, top 10 tight ends in NFL history. Number 10, they put Ditka, full-size Ditka, Mike Ditka. Nine, Jason Witten. Number eight, Ozzie Newsome. Seven, John Mackey. Six, Travis Kelsey. He's smoking something. Number five, Shannon Sharp. Number four, Antonio Gates, which Travis Kelsey deserves to be on in front of Antonio Gates on every list that's out there. Three, Kellen Winslow Sr. Number two, Gronk. Number one, Tony G. Here's the thing with Kelsey and why people are getting this wrong and why he deserves for top billing. Let me put it this way. All-time receding yardage for tight ends. Travis Kelsey, six all-time now, 9,006 yards. However, Gronk sits at 92.86 in front of him. Shannon Sharp sits ahead of him at 99.61, meaning Travis Kelsey has six straight 1,000-yard seasons. If he does that or comes up with 800 yards, he sits at number four all-time in receiving yards. And then... Another year, year and a half, he would be passing Antonio Gates and he'd be sitting third all time behind Tony Gonzalez and Jason Witten. Now, why Travis Kelsey is so important, yes, Tyreek Hill had more catches than he did last year. But the last four years, he's averaging 99 catches a year, which is absolutely insane for his numbers. And he's not just putting up great tight end numbers. When you want to talk about contracts and a guy that could probably you know, go to town on a new contract because he's the highest paid tight end in the NFL, even though he's the best tight end in the NFL at this point. I like to look at what you're doing and how much better you are. Like the last five seasons, Kelsey, 2,639 receiving yards after the catch, 400 more yards than any other tight end or wide receiver in the NFL, more yards than even Devontae Adams since 2016. We're talking about tight end here. 2020, finished second in the NFL in receiving yards. Yes, a tight end finishing second in the NFL. Only Stephon Diggs was more. 2019, fourth in the NFL, first in the AFC in receiving yards. Six straight 1,000-yard seasons. Greg Olson was the previous record holder of three straight 1,000-yard seasons. He has doubled in NFL record. Not just tied it, not beat it by one, absolutely doubled it. So he's got six 1,000-yard seasons. Let's look at some of the rest. Tony Gonzalez, Gronk, Witten all had four years of 1,000 yards receiving. Travis Kelsey already two more than those guys, and he's not even close to being done with his career. Well, I shouldn't say that. Who knows? Who knows in the modern day he's got a lucrative broadcasting career ahead of him. Shannon Sharp did it three times. Antonio Gates, the one that's ahead of Travis Kelsey here, the guy that sits without a ring. Two, two 1,000-yard seasons in his career, Kellen Winslow, three. Travis Kelsey, three times more 1,000-yard seasons than Antonio Gates. Twice as many as Shannon Sharp and Kellen Winslow. What he's doing, we haven't seen in the National Football League. And I'm sorry, you know, this year people are talking about who's going to be the Chiefs, you know, who's the number one receiver, whatever. It's, it's, it's your tight end. It's the why. It's Travis Kelsey. That's who's going to be it. But six straight years of 1,000 yards is beyond ridiculous. It's one of the most ridiculous stats going on in sports. The fact that three in a row was the record, and he's at six. And you're talking the National Football League, the elite athletes of elite athletes in the sport of football, where the tight end keeps getting you know freakier with the athletes you have, the, the converted basketball players, the football, and the, the Darren Wallers of the world. The Kittles, who get a ton of recognition for everything. But Travis Kelsey continues to do it at a consistent level. It is unbelievable what he's done. Big part of the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl, going to another one. Four straight AFC title games. I mean, what he's doing at the tight end position is absolutely insane. 
And I think we should appreciate just how good he's been, especially when he's got more yards than him since 2016. To finish second in the NFL in receiving yards in 2020, the year before, number one in the AFC, considering all the great wide receivers, yet here's a tight end going toe for toe. So you can give me the generational stuff, and you can say, well, Kellen Winslow is the best of his generation. Well, Travis Kelsey's the best of his generation, and it's not even close. It's not even close what he's meant to this offense. One of the best offenses we've ever seen in the National Football League with Patrick Mahomes, you know, as the leader, back-to-back Super Bowls, four straight AFC title games, and Travis Kelsey consider, cons- is the most consistent guy in the NFL. Four straight AFC title games, six straight years of over 1,000 yards, which predates Mahomes. It predates Mahomes how he's doing this. You know, it's not like he just did this with Patrick Mahomes. He did it before even Patrick Mahomes got there. So when I see lists that he's behind Antonio Gates and things like that, I have to laugh to myself because you give Travis two more years and he's past those. He's just behind Gonzalez and Jason Witten for receiving yards in the National Football League. But wake me up when someone has six straight years of 1,000 yards. Wake me up when that happens. Again, as I've said, Tony Gonzalez, Gronk, and Witten did it four times. 1,000 yards. Shannon Sharp, three. Antonio Gates, two. Kellen Winslow, senior, three. Travis Kelsey, six seasons of 1,000 yards. Not only that, but they were all in a row consecutively. Am I wrong about this, Colin? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I just, I, I, I just, I see these all-time tight end lists, and yes, Gonzalez has more yards than anybody. Tony Gonzalez's yards are sick, fifteen thousand one hundred twenty-seven. I mean, that's I mean, Jason Witten, thirteen thousand forty-six yards. Kelsey's sitting there with nine thousand and six. But again, this season he'll pass Gronk and Sharp in in that list as far as all-time yards are concerned. And his 12.8-yard average is ridiculous. And he's got the Super Bowl ring, something Antonio Gates doesn't have. Sharp does. He's got his rings. I'll give him that. But Travis Kelsey is this offense. I know I know. Tyreek Hill set the record last year for Chiefs receptions, but it's the only time he's beaten Travis Kelsey in catches. And this is when he was public enemy number one. I remember that playoff game with Alex Smith when they had won in Houston – and then they went to New England. He was it, man. That was the only weapon they had. Macklin was banged up. It was just Travis Kelsey. I mean, the amount of times he was poked, prodded, double teamed this past year, yet continued to produce for the Kansas City Chiefs was unbelievable. To me, he's already the best tight end in Kansas City Chiefs history, and that's including Tony G being here. He is the modern day when you think about great players in this game. It could be him. I know we like to use the word GOAT all the time. And sometimes the GOAT is not the all-time leader and whatever. You just considered GOAT. He is the GOAT at the tight end position in the National Football League, especially when you're putting up better numbers than receivers. And you're that big. <laughs> you're putting up better numbers than receivers. And they're on the outside. And you still have to block. And a couple of years ago when Sherman got banged up and had to miss some games, he was the H-back for the Chiefs. Doesn't complain, does his job. He's wired up. He's been toned down a little bit since he got here. But find me a better tight end than that because you can't. In my opinion, that's number one. Think I'm wrong? Jay Southland, Toe Service, text line 913-586-7610. The same as our phone number. Coming up, the NFL world lost a uh, former legend and a current NFL player next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night. Jay Binkley, Colin Settle producing. This is what I was talking about. The most receiving yards in the NFL the last six seasons. Kelsey won, 72-69. Number two, Devontae Adams. Well, it was the highest paid receiver in the NFL, and Tyreek, uh, I got to get paid more than him. Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans. It's a pretty good uh, list right there to be a top of, right? And he's a tight end. Could you take any of those other tight ends? Were they ever the leading receiver in a six-year span? No. 
They weren't. Travis Kelsey is. And I get it. Gonzalez has more yards. Gonzalez also has that one playoff win ever. And I know he played for some garbage quarterbacks. He did. But he was the only weapon to throw to at different times. But if you're redrafting it, and I had a choice between Kelsey and and, uh, Tony G, as much as I liked Tony G, I'd still go Kelsey, man. I would still go Kelsey. David Carr, by the way, uh, <laughs> Raiders Homer and Derek Carr's brother. I mean, honestly, it, it it's so ridiculous how he. I mean, I get it, man. Being loyal to your brother is one thing, but being on NFL Network and and, and spouting dumb stuff is another. Because he's all Derek. He ranked his top five tight ends in the NFL following Gronk's retirement. One, he's got Waller. Raider, of course. Waller's incredible talent. Incredible talent. Two, Kittle. Three, Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and Gazeki. Again, Darren Waller, fantastic player. Fantastic. George Kittle's a good player. George Kittle's not as good as Kelsey. He'd even tell you that. Regardless, that's uh, again, it's the uh, the tight ends or uh, the uh, position de jour today. Uh, the NFL lost a couple of players. Jalen Ferguson, also known as Sack Daddy in his days at Louisiana Tech, um, died at 26 years old. The Ravens taking some hits uh, today. A former third-round pick. Um, we don't know what happened or whatever, but incredibly sad deal. I like Jalen Ferguson a lot, Louisiana Tech uh, player. And then Tony Saragusa died at 55 years old, I guess in his sleep last night. Uh, the Goose, I'll always remember the Goose, man. He was just such a part of that defensive line for the Ravens. He was what you, I mean, your defensive line guy as well, Colin. Keeping guys off the linebacker. Tony Saragusa was an absolute stud. Do you remember when he got done playing, he started hosting a show called Man Caves? But Tony Saragusa, he was a larger-than-life personality, but a couple of those guys, uh, well, those guys gone too soon, and you, and you hate to see it, but uh, Jalen Ferguson, RIP, and Tony Saragusa, what a career that uh, the Goose had. So big he was, so strong. I mean, I think of that, that Ravens' all-time defense, and I think of Tony Saragusa, and man, 55 years old. Starting to lose them way too early, uh, Colin, way too early. Yeah, you know, I think it goes back to Dwayne Haskins as well when he passed away. And we were kind of talking oh, yeah. about it in the break. And Way too like, young, man. Is this happening more often now, do we think? Or is it it's just now starting to get more coverage? I, I, I don't know. I mean, it could, it could be both. I mean, it's hard to say. You know, I just, you hate to see it, man. Especially, you know, I was a big fan of Goose for the longest time. Ferguson... Yeah, man, I used to mock him. I remember mocking him to the Chiefs a few times. You know, the sack daddy. But anyway, I hate to see it. Completely hate to see it. And um, and it's it's always a a sad deal when when this stuff happens, especially when they're when they're so young. But saw those things today and thought, uh, ah, I hate when I when I see those type of things. Um, Tyree Kill. Back at it again on his uh, second edition of his podcast. Of course, the first one led to him saying Tua is more accurate than Mahomes. This was him today on It Needed to Be Said podcast. By the way, I got death threats. Crazy. From every social media that I own. Every social media account I own, I got death threats on. Insane. Which is ridiculous. Which I love it, you know. Right, right. How do you love getting death threats? I mean, first of all, how do you love that? And two, come on, man. I mean, if there's really somebody out there giving you a death threat because you call one quarterback more accurate than the other, that's that's a little bit ridiculous. But it's hard to believe that that many people be sending you death threats just because you thought Tua was a more accurate quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. I <laughs> Every social media outlet getting death threats over that? I mean, I could see people getting mad saying you're stupid or that's, that's dumb. Patrick Mahomes is more accurate than Tua. But death threats over that? I mean, this is the time of day of hot takes and everything. Can you mad? I mean, no. You buying this, Colin? He's getting death threats. Death threats are stupid. No, I, I'm not buying. But you buying it in this situation that he's getting them? Yeah, over this. 
I wouldn't put it past people because people are dumb and stupid. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't either. I, I would imagine there'd be a few, but th- then he said he liked it. <laughs> who likes that? <laughs> I mean, seriously, who likes that, Tyreek? By the way, I got death threats. Crazy. From every social media that I own. Every social media account I own, I got death threats on. Insane. Which is ridiculous, which I love it, you know. Right, right. He didn't like it. He loves it. He loves death threats, man. That's his thing. He's in Miami. He's getting the money. He loves that. But I just, I find that, uh, I find that, first of all, that that's hard to believe. I, I'm with you, though, Colin. There are people out there that get a little insane over things. I'll give you that. But to get mad enough to do a death threat over something stupid like uh, complete or uh, better accuracy, I mean, if you want to say you disagree with it or that's dumb take or whatever, that's fine. But I, I, I seriously doubt every social media outlet people were making death threats over something that stupid. I just think sending someone a death threat over something that's not going to impact your life at all and in the big scheme and the big picture things is not going to matter to your life really at all. I just think it's so stupid. Like, it, I think it needs to stop personally, but... Yeah, I mean, he's he's getting what he wants. He's getting what he wants out of it. Selling his team out in the, in the process, his former team out in the process. It's what you won't, don't do, Colin, is you don't, you don't gasoline that bridge after you cross it. Just like uh, the tweet you sent me earlier from Jeffrey Flanagan, that one day Lorenzo Cain would want to retire a Royal, right? That's not offered out there if you torch the uh, bridge on your way back. And it shouldn't be out there. I mean, once you leave somewhere and you start to ping down your other team, screw you, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like the most unloyal thing to do. Because eventually you might want to cross that bridge again. Because eventually the lights are going to fade. The cheers are going to stop. And you're going to want to be loved back in the place that you... Uh... It's like these former Royals that go play. They don't sit there and bag on the Royals. I never heard Hosmer and Moose and Kane say anything about the Royals when they left here. They didn't say anything. They stayed away from it. Stayed away from it whatsoever. We'll talk defensive lines next. And Dominican Sue, is it somebody you'd want? I think the Chiefs should uh, sniff around on that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bank at Night. Second hour of Bank at Night. Jay Binkley, Colin Settle, producing the operation. Royals and Angels come your way tonight right here on 610 Sports Radio. Vern takes over the Vern's on deck show starting at uh, 730. Going for the sweep against the uh, eighth highest payroll in the, in the uh, Major League Baseball. Team with Mike Trout and Shoei Otani. Further proving... That baseball, you can have as many stars as you want. It doesn't matter, man. It's a sport that uh, even if you're great, you don't have any playoff wins like Mike Trout. So interesting deal there. And Dominican Sue uh, has been doing some NFL Network stuff. And the one thing about Dominican Sue is, is that, yes, he's getting up there. He's 34 years old at this point. But he is coming off a six-sack season. Matter of fact, the last two years in Tampa – he had six sacks in each of those seasons. And you're talking about it from the uh, defensive tackle position. Can they help your pass rush? Absolutely. He's had a 10-sack season before his first one, in, uh, an eight-sack season, eight-and-a-half-sack season. But that's it. It's the fourth-highest total that he's had was last year. Well, he was on uh, ESPN, and well, he pitched the idea of maybe playing for the Raiders, which, listen, if the Raiders already screwed you out of having Tyree kill because they didn't, because they gave Devontae Adams that money, which was a domino effect that you had to lose Tyree kill. Well played Raiders. If that was your intention, you got what you wanted. Just another reason to hammer the Raiders next year over the whole Devontae Adams deal. But here was Sue and talking about uh, the Raiders or whatever. If I'm the Chiefs, I'm making a phone call to Ndamukong. Ndamukong, how about the Raiders? $20 million Ooh, in cap space right Vegas. now. Rebuilt offense to compete no in the AFC West. You love no that tax situation. <laughs> An interior defensive line, to me, jumps out as a real need on this team because, of course, you got Max Crosby and Chandler Jones on the outside. What do you think? 
I like it, uh, to be honest with you. Chandler Jones and Max Crosby, uh, I was exchanging messages with him the other day. Oh. Uh, it's, it's an interesting opportunity for sure. We'll see where it kind of ends up, but it could be that NFC West is I mean, the AFC West is very, very yeah. tough, which should be fun. You get out of that, you're almost destined to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, the AFC West is loading up for a, uh, they're trying to Mahomes proof what they're doing. You look at Bosa and Khalil Mack with the Chargers. You think about the Chandler Jones, Matt Cro- Max Crosby combination with the Vegas Raiders. It, it's Mahomes proofing. You look at how these teams draft. You're looking at what they do in free agency. They're trying to find a way to stop the Chiefs who have won six straight division titles. They're a little bit embarrassed about it. And Dominic and Sue, I think, would be a nice fit for the Raiders. But I really think he'd be a nice fit for the Kansas City Chiefs. You can add depth to your offensive line, especially a guy that will provide some interior pass rush for you. You do it. Him and Jones on the inside, that gives you pass rush. Yes, he's in his mid-30s. I get that. But it's all about production. I, I get it. I Typically not for anybody in free agency you're signing. They're in their mid-30s. But if they give you a modicum of production, it's something to look at and say, okay, maybe this would work for the team. And especially the Chiefs would have the money for Dominican Sue, but I'd be 100% for it. 913-586-7610, J. Southland Tow Service text line. Would you go out there and spend the money on an Indomitian Sioux? I know he's 34, Colin. You've seen him play. I know his skill set is a little bit different than it was because he was an absolute beast when he was drafted second overall out of Nebraska. Absolute total beast who had 10 sacks his first year in the NFL from interior position. And we've looked, you know, at the last five years because this, like when you think of Carl Loftus, you know, in the edge and how many sacks he can get as a rookie. Last five years, not a ton of production from rookies. Matter of fact, a couple years ago, Josh Allen, not the quarterback, but the uh, player for the Jags, and Max Crosby each had over 10. I think Josh Allen, 10 and a half. Max Crosby had 10. Last year, Micah Parsons, 13. A couple years before that, uh, Chase Young led the way with seven and a half. So if you get 10 sacks out of a rookie, that's, I mean, that's something. But Indama Sue is a complete animal and okay. The edge thing is not there unless Colin Dunlap, something like that, but Dominican Sue to me, the most proven six sack seasons, the last two years playing that interior, whether you get it from the outside, which I'd prefer inside get it as well. I think Leo Chanel is going to give you a little bit of that from the same linebacker position, but I'd be a hundred percent for Sue. Yeah. I think the only thing that kind of holds me back is like you said, age. And that was something that you brought up as well. And then Cause you want to get younger, not older as well. Right. I think depending on how much money he wants, I think that's something he can leverage a slight tiny bit. I think if we want to flip it to the positive. I think he could be a great older veteran mentor for a guy like Karloftis for some of these younger guys. It's you an know, older version of bringing in Melvin Ingram, right? Right, and I think he's proven himself at this point. You know, as a as a Packers fan myself, I've seen my fair share of Indominican Sue dominating an offensive line, and you know, he's proven he can do it. And I think that's just you know, money and money and age at this point. We well, made nine million last year, eight million dollars the year before, but that that's the one part of the Chiefs that I really want to see. Like that's one of those training camp notes. Obviously, number one, I want to see what Karloftis can do. Two, the wide receivers in the offense, how it kind of changes what the Chiefs' kind of mentality is and how they're going to change things up a bit. And third is how they're going to manufacture the pass rush because Spag's done that in the past. If you're not just getting it from the front, he's blitzed a lot of secondary guys. That's one thing Tyron Matthew did was blitz all the time. Matter of fact, no defensive back has blitzed more since he came in the NFL than Tyron Matthew. But a couple years ago when Steve got a couple sacks and a couple got away from him, you know, you blitz nickel corners. Like, he finds it other way if you're not getting it. But you add an Adamican Sue in that rotation with Nadi and everybody else, and you're throwing him in there. You have to keep in mind his age. But the Chiefs have a nice rotation going on the defensive line. But, again, you're right. I mean, it does bring you in a veteran presence. And they have done this the last couple of years when they brought in Terrell Suggs, who was just as much as an off-the-field addition as he was on, more of an off-the-field addition as he was on. Melvin Ingram kind of gave you both off the field and on the field. But uh, Ndamukong Sue could be a guy, and it would keep him away from the Raiders. It would keep him away. I mean, if he's already texting with Crosby and Chandler Jones, that's not a good sign. 
I'm surprised Derek Carr is not uh, bloviate about him on the NFL Network like he does everybody else with the Raiders. But this division becomes more and more interesting, and it is the best division in football. But Ndamukong Sue, if you can find a way to keep him for the Raiders, add strength to the Kansas City Chiefs defensive line in a rotation, okay, I would like that. You say sign him for a year, 816. Sign him for a year. Why not? Okay, I'm 100% with you. One-year contract, come in. Whatever you get, you get it's positive. I don't think it's a negative. Can you look at it as a negative? Sue's a good guy. Teammates like him. He's a, he's a great uh, locker room guy and everything else. Is there one thing negative about bringing him in? I can't think of one. I can think of a bunch of positive. You always look at positive and negatives, pluses and minuses. Like, I don't see the minus here. And I know his age, okay, but you want one-year production out of him. One year, you want him to help get you through this because I think next year the Chiefs still hammer the edge position or hit free agency. Because don't remember, don't forget, Brett Veach said Chiefs are going to be players next year in free agency because they got the cap space and money. So that should excite everybody that, hey, if they decide to do that or if they decide to go, you know, be dabbling into the free agent wide receiver market, which we know is an insane market at this point, because Juju's going to be gone. You do have Sky Moore coming back. But the whole fact that Brett Veach said could be players, can he get you through the one year? Again, pluses over minuses, I see 100% plus, especially with Jones in the inside. It's a pretty good tandem. I think the only thing for me, and this goes back to his early career, I think there are some character things and some attitude things with him. I think he got a little chippy and stuff like that. But – with age, and that's where a negative turns into a positive, right? And I agree with you. I think I can't think of anything negative now that he's grown into who he is as an older player. As he's a got the nastiness, man. He I does. like he that. He does, but he's been able to contain it. I think that's that's the biggest thing is he's been able to contain the character and the attitude and hone it and turn it into a positive. Because I like that. I like the I like the tough guys that are coming in and make a difference. That you know when you play them, they're going to hit you. They're not going to knock you in the dirt. And it just changes the mentality. I mean, you've seen this Chiefs defense. I mean, I talked about how the offense was finessed for a while, that I think that offensive line switched that thinking. The defensive units became a little bit different with Melvin Ingram, and you're getting, and they were starting to hit people at a, uh, at, a at a high rate where you need to bring your lunch pail if you're playing the Chiefs. And the biggest symbol is how bad they've been against the run because that, that shows weakness. Like, that shows weakness if a team can line up and run the football against you. But we're talking about just getting through this year. Chiefs addressed a lot of needs in this year's draft. I mean, a lot of needs. I love this draft. But it's not a complete team yet. And we know there's there's some other areas they need to hit. But I'm all for a one-year deal from Indomitian Sue. Strength in this defensive line. Balls Both like A strength in the offense and defensive line. That's where you win in the trenches, Colin. Yep, Absolutely. That's where you do, but another reason to be excited for St. Joe. You excited about getting up to camp, checking it out? I'm excited. Or you probably don't have much time being a high school coach. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty busy pretty much all the time. I got back from camp today and pretty much took a shower and came straight here. So not uh, not much free time. Does your team ever go up there and check them out as a team to see what they're doing? I'm Is not it- sure. It's my first year with the team, so I'm not entirely sure yet. We're still kind of figuring things out myself, just like uh, just like they are. Because so. I, I know when I was in high school, we, they, the Chiefs had, were training at William Jewell at the time. And we used to go down there as a team all the time. They were great, man. I mean, because you get to see it, and they'd give you their workouts for the different positions and what they were doing weight-wise and everything with the different positions, and that was a lot of fun. I used to know if you guys uh, made any trips to a training camp. Not yet. We're kind of uh, about three weeks into everything right now. But, I mean, it's a great opportunity, like you said, to learn from, you know, the guys who are doing it at the highest level. So, I mean, if the opportunity presents itself, I wouldn't be opposed to doing it at all. But, you know, at this point, we're still pretty early on and trying to, you know, figure things out up front. So, Josh Vernier comes your direction in 20 minutes. The Royals try for the sweep against the Angels. Um, Very hard to beat last night's game. If you like excitement, you like action, you like the future of the Royals, last night was that for you. Discuss more of that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
Welcome back to Big and Night, Jay Binkley. Colin Settle producing the operation. Josh Vernier takes over Vern's on deck show. Coming up in about 14 minutes, the Royals and Angels. Shoei Otani on the mound tonight. They're just crushing two yesterday. Bobby Witt, two home runs yesterday as well. Get to that in just a second. 913-586-7610. Jay Southland, tow service, text line. Text line uh, asked me if I remember Marty's first year at Jewel. Mike Webster, Ron Jaworski. Told you, Colin, we used to go as a high school team down there. Well, I mean, not as a team. It was a bunch of us on the team. It was a different time of day, man. It was at the Maybe Center there, Jewel. All the players would be walking around. You'd be walking around. Jaws, Jaworski was one of, like, the coolest dudes. Like, he was cool to us. In high school, he was like, would sit down, talk to us, do all that. Uh, but, yeah, Jaws is only as a cool dude. He really shaped your impression of, you know, players when they'll spend the time with you as a kid. You know, you're trying to like, – I mean, kind of a kid. I mean, you're in high school or whatever, but sit down and when they make the money and they don't have to do that and do it anyway. There used to be a tight end the Chiefs had named uh, Alfredo Roberts. And I remember I had a hat on one day, and he wanted it. And it's like, dude, man, just can you give me that hat? I'll, I'll pay you. I'll pay you for it. So a couple guys on the team, we, we got, went and got him the hat and brought it back and said, here, Alfredo. And he goes, hey, he, he gives us the keys to his car. He gives us the key to his car at the point, his SUV, and says, I got I got a pouch full of money. There's Your money's in there. Just go, go ahead and go get it. So we went out to his car, cut the money. We were just, actually, we just brought his bag of money into him, and then he gave us the money, maybe a little something else. I mean, just a little extra, too, just because, you know, for the for the effort. But who the hell does that as a pro athlete now when they give you your keys and say, hey, go get my money bag out of the car? Like, who the hell does that? Shout out to you, Alfredo Roberts. You're my favorite tight end ever. Like, you remember that stuff when you are a kid, you know? You do stuff like that? I mean, who the hell in 2022 is giving you keys to his car in a bag of money to a high school kid? But I guess he appreciated the gesture that we remembered when we came back and brought him his hat. But all those guys, man, I remember Ron Jaworski coming in with a bag of Wendy's, sitting there shooting the crap with my high school teammates and I, just, you know, talking about football and life and everything else. You don't forget those things, man. Like, those guys always stand out in your mind. The guys that spent, I remember Derek Thomas when I was a kid, you know, walking in, hands full of stuff, just always had time for the kids, man. Always had time to sign things, always had time to talk. That's why he goes down as my favorite chief in history. Core memories implanted in the brain, man. Yeah, I mean, just stick with you forever. I don't know if these guys realize just like what a few minutes will do. Like what a few minutes will do as you're growing up and you're a kid. Those things bring, you know, those things bring out a lot of memories. Uh, when they're there, but I'll never forget the Chiefs. I used to, I used to like going up to River Falls with my dad too. We used to make that because they used to do scrimmages all the time with the Vikings. And that was back when the Cheese League, when the Bears were up there, the Saints were up there, and a lot of teams up in Wisconsin playing. But used to love it seeing like Randy Moss go against our corners and stuff like that. I mean, it was some intense stuff, some intense stuff. But I mentioned the Royals coming up here in just a little bit on Six Ten Sports Radio. Uh, Josh Vernier here in a little over. 10 minutes, and if you didn't stay up for Josh Vernier, that gave you some juice. Like, if you're tired going home from work, Vern's got you covered on the Royals game. I mean, I had to stay up and listen to it. I was up till all hours of the night listening to Vern get excited because that game had everything, I unless pitching. Unless pitching, <laughs> it got out of hand. It got out of hand. But as far as excitement, and oh, man, are the Royals going to blow this one? Seeing a couple bombs by Otani, seeing Carlos Santana increases trade value if, if there is any, which I think teams are just waiting for him to be DFA'd instead of, but he's hitting the ball. But Bobby Witt and the Oppo knocked by Bobby Witt Jr., you think of the future, you see that stuff and you start getting excited. I mean, I don't care what Carlos Santana does. Like, I, I just don't care. Bobby Witt Jr., I do care what he does. I like to see Melendez crush the ball. I like seeing the highlights. What's old Vinny Pascatino doing down in AAA? But I get excited for stuff like that. In a season where you're looking for something, just anything to lay your hat on with the Kansas City Royals, that game last night had a, in a year full of a ton of losses. That game last night, that did it for me, man. 
Like that was, I mean, I've had my favorite, my, none of my losses are favorite losses, but I've had the worst losses. And I've talked about those for the Royals this season. So in all fairness, that was my favorite win. That a hundred percent was my favorite win. Uh, hopefully you get a game like that, Colin, because I know you're going to be here with Vern. From the 913, what was Jason Dunn like, Bink? I've seen a few clips of the podcast and seems like a pretty knowledgeable dude. I can just barely remember him playing. Here's the thing about Dunn. Dude was an absolute road grader. When you talked about like blocking tight ends, it was like having an extra offensive lineman out there. But Jason Dunn was a dude, man. That, that was a pure tight end. When you think of pure tight ends, blockers, road graders and stuff, that was Jason Dunn. Start to talk about all those Chiefs memories, Colin. I'm getting excited. Getting excited for training camp that sits here. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? Rookies, I think, show up, what, the 22nd? What's today, June 22nd? So a month away, really? A month away from uh, rookies reporting? Am I right about that, the 22nd? I know the 26th is when the season starts, but I do believe that is correct. So we're looking at four weeks I mean, first-time fans can get out there. I think the 26 for season ticket holders, and it changes a little bit. But rookie quarterback report day, Friday, July 22nd. I'll be in St. Joe with Dustman um, at 9.15. It's practices at 9.15 that Saturday and Sunday. I'll be up there uh, Saturday and Sunday in St. Joe as we're sitting up there at the tent talking about Chiefs practice. But, yes, it is right around the corner, just about a month away uh, for some actual football. And waiting for it. Hopefully the Royals can continue what they're doing and be the team that kind of keeps our interest going um, forward. 913 is 610 planning on bringing back the players only show. I assume. I assume that's a great show. That's a great show. And through the years, you know, with, with, with Dana Hughes, Dana Hughes is a great host for it. Sean Barber. Um uh, Joe Mays, you know, the people that are associated. It's fun because it's like former players like hosting, which is great. You get the inside and stuff. So it's, uh, it's one of my favorite shows uh, that we have here. 913, Dan and KCK. Great game last night. Uh, was storming after. Yes, it did get some storms, but the storms didn't matter. It was about the Royals and the Royals win over the Angels. It's been a good road trip. It's been a feel good road trip. Five out of six for the Kansas City Royals. Yes, they have played Oakland which is a step above a high school team. Yes, the Angels that are the most disappointing team in baseball. I still, <laughs> I mean, Mike Trout, Shoei Otani, I mean, MVPs. Trout's won it three times. Otani just won it. He's been a runner-up for the MVP four times, by the way, Mike Trout. So seven seasons, he's been number one or number two. Joe Madden fired. As well, which still cracks me up, Colin, because he got his mohawk the day he was fired. He got the mohawk to fire up his team. Then all of a sudden he gets fired on the same day he gets the mohawk. He didn't even get to show the mohawk in the clubhouse. He didn't even get the rocket in the dugout. I can't <laughs> I can't imagine how embarrassing that was. By the way, Arkansas just homered again if you're into the College World Series against Old Miss. Up two to one as the SEC is dominating this College World Series. And future SEC teams, not only is the SEC a bunch of badasses in football, they are in baseball as well. And by the way, uh, Dayton Morrison, a stud, probably a top 15 pick in next year's MLB draft, the second baseman for the Hogs, Robert Moore. So uh, I'm sure Dayton's pretty proud about his son and the way he's playing for Arkansas. Josh Vernier, who finally went to bed, he said at like 3 a.m. He likes to crack open a few beers and settle down. After a nice Royals victory. I'm sure he does that after a loss, too. I'm curious, though. Does he drink more beer after they win or lose? Like, that's something I'll have to ask Vern in the future. Colin. Colin settled tonight. He worked uh, as a high school coach all day long. Out in the hot sun, but a little bit cooler today. Josh Vernier comes your way in just a few seconds. Joy Royals baseball tonight. Hopefully, they make it six out of seven. Good night. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.